To begin, I'll state for the record that uh, my name is Ben Bauman. I'm here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Today is June 12th, 2020, and I'm speaking via phone with Merwin Fisher, who is in Pekin, Indiana. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay, and we are doing an interview for the Indiana Oral History Initiative. So, uh, just starting off, when and where were you born? I was born uh, just <clears throat> picking Indiana, just a few feet from where I live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect, okay. Yeah. And uh, what were your parents' names? Uh, Hugh Fisher and Gertrude Fisher. Okay. Gertrude Terrell Fisher. Okay. And uh, how long was your family in Indiana? As far as I know, well, my my immediate family always have been. Okay. And and uh, uh, my uh, grandfather's uh, on the Fisher side, uh, folks came from Germany. Okay, interesting. But, uh, we go back for years. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, what were your parents' occupations? My uh, father was a farmer, and uh, my mother uh, was a housewife, and then later years she taught school for about 21 years. Okay, great. And uh, what about, do you have any siblings? I have a sister, five years younger than me. Okay, and what's her name? Sharon. Sharon, okay, great. So, how would you describe your childhood? My, my childhood? Yes. Uh, well, rather simple, uh, but uh, uh, honest. Uh, uh, folks were uh, church tenders and mm -hmm. attenders, and uh, I went along with them uh, all through my life. Yeah. And uh, who would you say was the most influential person during your childhood? Well, I'd say probably my mother because uh, my father passed away when I was 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. And um, did you have any understanding as a kid growing up about your mom or dad's political views or? No, no, no. Not really. Uh, my grandfather was township trustee. Oh, okay. An assessor. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And did you ever have conversations with him about politics at all, or? I don't really recall that I did. I uh, barely remember him. Uh, okay. But uh, he was up in age. Yeah. Uh, when when I uh, uh, he he moved in with my uh, mom and dad. Right. And uh, I I was still. Uh, well, roughly ten years old, probably. So don't don't ever recall of having any sure. conversation with yeah. him. That makes sense. Um, now you were born, I believe it was what nineteen thirty seven. That's correct. Okay, and were you aware at all, or did you were you thinking much about World War Two, or when, as growing up as a kid, or did that affect you at all? Well, I do uh, very vividly remember that my father thought that he was going to be drafted 
course, okay. as you know, in those days, it was a draft. Yeah. But uh, the war uh, got over just before they called him. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I did have an uncle that was uh, served, and he was killed in the Battle of the Bulge. Really? Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, my, my grandfather actually served in the Battle of the Bulge as well. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so what schools did you attend as a child or teenager? I attended uh, Polk Township School uh, eight years, and then I went to, uh, at that time, it was a Pekin High School. Right, okay. And uh, how would you describe your educational experiences very good, just just average, but I, I hung in and and I was able to go ahead and uh, finish high school uh, when my father passed away. He had a dairy, and I went ahead with the uh, farming and, and dairy and mm -hmm. uh, did finish high school. Okay. Did you have any favorite subjects in school at all? I liked uh, I liked arithmetic. Uh, oh, okay. Or, you know, math. I yeah. like math, and uh, I was didn't care too much about history. Yeah. Uh, literature, uh, liked literature, and uh, but and typing. I enjoyed typing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Did you were you uh, in any extracurriculars or something or something like sports or after school clubs? in uh, some drama. Drama, okay. That's interesting. Drama and some plays. Yeah. That's cool, okay. <clears throat> now, what were your views as a kid about the state of Indiana or about being a Hoosier? Uh, let me back up just a minute. Yeah. Also, I uh, played, uh, played softball in school. Oh, you did? Okay. That's yeah. neat. Uh -huh. What position were you? Uh, Okay, excuse me. Uh, what what position were you? Uh, I played catcher quite a bit. Catcher, okay, that's a tough job. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, back to your question then. Yeah. Uh, how did I view at that time the state of Indiana? Yeah. Uh, well, I I took the attitude. I thought the state of Indiana was more considered a rural state. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the county we live in uh, is, I believe, the largest geographic county in the state. Yeah. Or close to it, anyway. Right. And uh, But real laid-back, rural, uh, and southern Indiana uh, just hadn't come along as quick as uh, from all Indianapolis or even say Columbus area on north. Mm -hmm. uh, I know during the time, well, you'll be asking me, I'm sure, about the ERA or some of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's, yeah, I just, and, and very low crime and in those days, you know, and, yeah. uh, you just didn't hear uh, hardly anything about uh, what we do today. Sure. Um, now, where did you attend college? Attend what? Uh, college. Where did you attend college? College? 
Yeah. I didn't go to college. Oh, okay. No, I just went through 12 years up my... Uh, I finished high school, yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. All right. And so what, what did you want to do right after high school? Did you, you know... Were you planning on working you said your father was a farmer correct right so and, were, uh, were you planning on away. taking over the farm or well yes uh, in those days at, uh, at the age of uh, uh, 15 I thought that was the greatest thing yeah uh, of course I really really hated for my father to pass away but uh, sure if I could be in control of, of a farm but then uh I always thought if I uh, didn't have a chance to go to college, I'd like to be a veterinarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. But I stayed on the farm, and, and over the years, I purchased quite a bit more ground and yeah. and uh, uh, went on, gotten, gotten bigger, not real big, but uh, medium-sized farm in those days. Yeah, okay, interesting. And so, and yeah. I, I, I sold my uh, dairy in 1974, and uh, that was the year I was elected to the state legislature. Okay, interesting. And went with, with beef cows. Yeah, all right. And so, how did you first get involved in, in sort of politics and stuff? Well, just... Uh, I knew the uh, uh, previous township trustees and assessors, and uh, I just got the idea, well, that would bring a little extra income, and my wife, of course, I was married at that time, and yeah. my wife was also good on figures, and and uh, so I ran for trustee and assessor uh, two terms, mm -hmm. and uh well, I say two, almost two, because uh, in 74, when I was elected to the legislature, my one of my attorney friends advised me I should withdraw, so my uh, wife finished up uh, uh, the uh, from uh, November through December of my uh, eight years trustee session. Sure. Okay. Interesting. And um, let's see, so you, you mentioned... You were married. Uh, when did you get married? Got married in 1962. Okay. And what was your wife's name? Darlene. Darlene, okay. And Darlene, but uh, everybody yeah. knows around here is Connie. Okay. Uh, her real name is Darlene Constance mm -hmm. Halb. And, okay. And uh, we talked about it, and I said, well, I like Connie better than Darlene, so that's how it happened. <laughs> wow, all right. That works. And uh, do you have any children? Yeah, we have two, yes. Okay. And uh, what were their names? Uh, Trendy. Okay. Trendy Darlene and uh, Brock Conrad. Okay. Conrad was uh, my, my wife's uh, uh, dad's middle name. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I, let's see, I guess it was his... Uh, Maybe it's his first name. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. 
did your family influence your career at all or, or your decision to get involved in politics? You mentioned your, your wife was was pretty helpful, it sounded like. Um, right. She uh no problem with me running for trustee and and uh my uh sister in law, uh they happened to be up here the evening that uh, I uh, needed to sign up with the Secretary of State the next day. Wow. The last day. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember as my uh, sister-in-law left the house that evening, she says, go for it. Yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so uh, I did. That's cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty great. It's, you know, talk about a, a pretty cool thing to do. So, um, and what shaped your political outlook? You say, what was it? Uh, yeah, what what shaped your political outlook when you uh, got involved in politics? Well, uh, probably, of course, I, I ran on the Democrat ticket, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I knew Washington County in those days was uh, more so Democrat than Republic. As far as issues, uh, I just believe strongly in fairness and, and the working man and yeah and uh, of course as things today have gotten pretty lopsided both ways I think yeah <laughs> both, both parties is just just a kind of a mess in my opinion but yeah it's, uh, yeah things have changed a lot that's for sure <laughs> in uh, in those days uh, back in uh, 74 I looked at it as as a possibility I had a uh, a rough district as far as a Democrat to run in. Yeah. But uh, the year, because I represented the majority of my uh, votes, not majority, but a big percentage came from Lawrence County. Mm, well, okay. it would be a, it would be a majority, yeah. Yeah. Because Lawrence was so much bigger and uh, uh, populous. And uh, but what helped me was the Watergate year. Mm, okay. uh, and and everything swung back to the Democrats. Yeah. Or a lot, a lot of the offices swung back to the Democrat Party, and that's what helped me. And uh, I was able to hang on for two more two more terms then. Yeah, okay. That's great. Um, were there any key issues that you wanted to, uh, like, champion or, or fight against? I'm sorry, I didn't didn't quite understand you. Yeah, so when you first uh, got elected or when you first started running, were there any, like, key legislative issues that you were interested in? Not not really, no. It just uh, just wasn't anything that I, you know, I hear people say, well, I want to run for the office because this is what I want to see changed. Uh, I didn't go to Indianapolis with the attitude of, just trying to to uh, introduce a lot of legislation. I thought sure. we, there's enough on the books, and and but then some uh, pretty important things I thought. One uh, was that uh, I told you about the line law, which never did pass. But mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned that the other day. But the uh, at that time our county uh, soil conservation person was uh, he was over the county in that department and he called me and 
and says uh, we need to do something about the quarries yeah. because they're not getting the lime crust good enough. And that was probably the one that I spent the most time on working with Purdue University. And, wow, okay. and I really, really was discouraged when that did pass. Sure, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And, and that, yeah. that was the... Uh, that was a real good example of the, of the politics. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i not mention anything about the speaker. I was <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be, yeah. wouldn't be good, but it is a good example of how politics works. I mean, so, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, I mean, uh, you know, I guess if you, if you don't want to, without mentioning names, would you be able to sort of describe... You know what what the political situation was that maybe interfered in this bill getting passed, or well, it was opposite party, mm -hmm. and uh, of course at that uh, that particular year the Republicans were in charge of the House. Yeah, and uh, uh, of course, as you know, the Speaker is full charge of signing uh, bills to the committees and then. Uh, going through the committees and then calling them down in the end after they get through the readings. Yeah. And and uh, I just, I couldn't get on a witness stand and say this, but uh, he allowed it to go through the committee hearings and uh, promised me, made a promise to me personally. Yeah. That he would call it down the last day of the session, and but he didn't. Oh, wow. But, before the house went in session, I seen a certain gentleman that owned a quarry mm -hmm. uh, in the state of Indiana, and uh, he, I, I'm told this. Now, I couldn't say that for sure, but I was told that he was a big supporter of the Republican Party. Mm, okay. And uh, so I don't know what he said to him, but uh, I have a feeling that there would have been some like a funding, maybe, to the party if, yeah. if he had to let it go. So uh, Okay, so yeah, money yeah. in politics kind of thing. Yep, yeah, that was that's what I call rotten politics. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it wasn't anything. It was helping agriculture. It was helping farmers. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes about three years for regular crushed lime to dissolve and get into the elements, other elements in the soil. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's where this uh, gentleman from our county was, uh, uh, was how he got involved because you wasn't, wasn't getting your full benefit benefit mm -hmm. from, from the product. Yeah. And it was only uh, $5 a ton. It was going to cost the farmers. I never had that first complaint from a farmer, but they was going to get a better product. It just simply the screens, uh, way I understand it, had holes in them mm. and would allow the uh, so-called little rocks to get in in the regular product. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay. So when you uh, first got interested in, in, in politics and got involved in it, did you have any national political heroes or even state or local heroes in politics? Well, like Lee Hamilton. Lee Hamilton was always a 
good friend of mine. And, and, oh, okay. Uh, and, of course, I, I was acquainted with with uh, our local people. Now, I had uh, never met uh, the Lawrence County uh, chairman, Democrat chairman. Yeah. And I called him. I had a phone in my barn, and I called him that morning and asked him his permission. And he told me, he says, well, I've already promised to support uh, a follower by the name of Irvin Isert. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't mention his name, but he, he was a friend of mine, him okay. and his wife both. Yeah. But he was he was in at that time, and uh, he said, I, I won't support him, but if you beat him, I'll be for support with you in the fall. Mm, okay. And uh, that's that's the way it turned out. And by the way, he uh, he got killed in a plane crash. Oh my gosh! Uh, Irvin did. Yeah, he he is a pilot and, and uh, just local local pilot. But yeah, he lost his life in a plane crash. Wow. Jeez. But this this was after I defeated him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um. Let's see. So, moving on, I guess, a little bit more into your career, what was the, what was your first election day like, and how did you feel? Well, it's overwhelming. Uh, I, uh, I, I took the attitude, even on, uh, from the time announced to election day, that if you've seen the people get out and, and see people go door to door and, and go to fairs and go to all activities I could. And and uh, I drove several hundred miles because I lived 50 miles from Lawrence County. Sure, okay. And there was a lot of events that took place up there, likewise here in Washington County. And, and then plus I had two townships in Orange County. And... Uh, I even tried to take in those because uh, one vote can make a difference. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, so uh, that's what I did, and I would try to get quite a bit of help, uh, my family, and, and uh, uh, a little slogan uh, I used. Uh, of course, our son, Brock Fisher, uh, had T-shirts printed up, uh, uh, Body by Fisher. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, uh, but I went at it hard with balloons, blowed up balloons, and, and we'd blow them up and fill a car full and head for a fair or head for an activity and, and uh, try to associate close to people because that's that's what the uh, legislator is, a, a, a citizen legislature. Yeah, that's great. Cool, okay. Um, now, did your feelings change with each election? Well, yes, because I could tell that uh, it was getting uh, rougher, more okay. rough as far as getting Democrat votes. Because, yeah. like I say, uh, things started swinging back, and uh, uh, it just uh, and there was a good guy. Uh, I had defeated a pharmacist, Ralph Anderson. Okay. And my first year, 
And then the second year, uh, in fact, I just I just don't recall for sure. I think it was maybe another pharmacist, but I don't recall his name. But then the third year uh, was, and I, I don't recall that one, but the fourth year, the year I was defeated, uh, Rick McIntyre, mm. uh, okay. a well-known construction company in Bedford, yeah. uh, their son, and uh, he uh, he defeated me then in the fourth year. Okay, yeah. Interesting. And then uh, maybe maybe you wouldn't want to put it in, but then he committed suicide years later. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And he ran for Congress, too, but uh, got defeated. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. But he was a nice young man. We'd confer and, uh, you know, talk and all, but uh, he, he beat me the fourth year. Interesting. Okay. Um, and when each... Each election cycle, when you were running again, did you did you have to change your campaign strategy at all? I really didn't. I uh, had several signs printed, yeah, and uh, put them up, and and did quite a bit of uh, uh, posters around different places, and uh, had several people help me. I would get uh, uh, each each time. I would get. Uh, uh, school students, I knew the teachers, and they would let them out uh, as far as a history teacher, uh, and uh, they would let them out to, to help on election day, and and some of it pretty costly. I, I hired some people to uh, stay at the polls, and, and uh, likewise with uh, the students, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I really didn't didn't change much. I, uh, it just came down with that philosophy that seeing people and greeting people and, and you go to the polls nowadays and there won't hardly even be anybody there handing out material. Right, it's right. Just, that's another, another thing that's really changed. And, and like I say, here in southern Indiana, that was really a big thing at, <clears throat> at that time. Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. What were you thinking as you walked into the state house your first day in office? Well, I, I just again overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, to uh, being proud that I'd won and yeah, very of proud to uh, thankful for the people that supported me and uh, wanted to do the very best I could and and uh, uh, not only. Not only what little legislation I did uh, work on, and I got I got some passed, mm -hmm. but the uh, fact that uh, representing the people uh, the best I could, and and probably as I mentioned, the ERA was probably the biggest okay uh, yeah controversial issue at that time that I served, and and I just uh, with Washington County and, and even Lawrence County. Uh, not as much as, as Washington County, but we just weren't there yet. Yeah. And uh, and so I didn't support it, and the teachers was after me. <laughs> yeah. They got after me because they wanted it. And uh, in fact, the lobbyist for the teachers told me, says, we'll beat you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And they did. Well, I don't want to say they did. The things just was turning right. back, but... I think they helped too. 
Yeah. And so, so you basically, you, you kind of hinted at, so I guess, uh, was it something that you personally didn't support or was it just because of your constituents or like what, how, what was the decision-making process in regard to that? On the ERA? Yeah. Uh, well, just the fact that, uh, people in uh, my district didn't, I didn't feel the majority of them was, was uh, yeah. with it yet. Right. Yeah, okay. I wasn't supportive of it yet. Yeah. Sure. And so you would say that that was like the most controversial thing in your time in the General Assembly? I would say I would say it was uh, probably the most controversial. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What about uh, when it comes to your expectations for the legislative process? Uh, when you first got involved in the General Assembly, was the process more or less complicated than you thought it would be? It was probably probably a little bit more, although uh, you do have a lot of assistance yeah. uh, through the uh, Legislative Council. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that's called now. But, I guess like uh, Legislative Services and stuff. Legislative Services. You had, uh, and they were very good to work with uh, yeah. uh, as far as uh, drafting legislation. Sure. And, uh, uh, there, there was a lot of a lot of help. I know uh, there was several came in my freshman year, and uh, we had a even had a little extra assistance because being that many. Sure. Uh, why, uh, uh, if I remember right, Pat Bauer. I'm sure you know Pat, don't you? Uh, I've I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't interviewed yeah. him yet because yeah, we don't interview uh, current uh, right. members. Yeah. But yeah, that, I've heard of him. That's still there. He's well, he's been there ever since uh, 1974. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a, anyway, quite a period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Uh, in fact, he was uh, he was speaker for a few years there. Yeah. After after I uh, after I got out, yeah. Wow. But it, it was, uh, uh, but one thing, uh, I, I had a concern for the lobbyist, mm-hmm. but I found out that, uh, to be blunt about it, a crooked lobbyist isn't around very long. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Interesting. Most of them were very helpful. Uh, we were always uh, involved with Farm Bureau. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were wonderful. The Farm Bureau lobbyists, they would even get information or tell you where you could get it, even if it didn't have anything to do with Farm Bureau or agriculture. Wow, okay. And they were really helpful. And, and then there was others. Uh, uh, I worked close with the Farmers Union, even though uh, we didn't always agree, but we still still were friends and, and very good lobbyists. Sure. Sure. And, uh, a lot of the others, a lot of the others. Now, I, I couldn't say that for the teacher lobbyists. They were pretty arrogant. Okay. And, and uh, but that's just that was their choice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'd meet with the local teachers, and and uh, I could pretty well support the local teachers. But uh, uh, up up there, the uh, you know the teacher association. This is a different story. Yeah, sure. 
Interesting. Um, did you have any political mentors when you first got into the General Assembly? Jimmy Allen, a well-known name here in the county, was an attorney, and he had, uh, he was a good friend of mine. He settled, when my father passed away, he settled her uh, mom's uh, business, uh, state deal, and, and uh, uh, I knew he would. Another gentleman by the name of Ross Brown, he was a teacher over at uh, West Washington School okay. uh, on the west side of the county, and, and uh good friends, and I guess probably uh, not that they called me up and said, we want you to run, but uh, I was good rapport with her county uh, Democrat organization and I, overall, and, and so I would say those were some of the best, probably, uh, mentors or, yeah, what you what sure. you would say, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um now, when it came to interacting with your constituents, how did you know, uh, you know, what your constituents wanted, and, and how would you communicate with them? Well, I would uh, uh, again in in Washington and Lawrence County, uh, there wasn't really uh, a whole lot of request. Okay. Uh, I did one thing stands out, which is where a, a person as a elected official has to make a determination. I did have a lady call me one time, and and uh, she said, "I want you to introduce legislation that forbids a nurse to wear a watch." Interesting. And uh, I studied about that. I, I thought, well, of all people, doesn't a nurse need a watch. What had happened, she had been in the hospital and the nurse, had, she said when she'd go to turn her, why well, she'd skin her back. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so anyway, that was the end of that legislation because I thought it just yeah. would have been pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a unique one, that's for sure, yeah. But, but yeah. I had, uh, well, there was uh, support for uh, one of my uh, bills I got passed was they ca- actually called it the Pass Your Gas Bill, but it was to help farmers get back their uh, uh, their tax on uh, uh, on gas that was used for agriculture, off the road vehicle gas. Oh, okay. And uh, sure. And and that's the reason they they named it Pass Your Gas Bill. <laughs> yeah. And then I had another one that. Uh, uh, allowed for bus drivers. Of course, again, in those days, all buses were owned by individuals. Right. At least in this area. And uh, uh, so there wasn't anything in the contracts. If during the contract years, gas would take a big jump, there wasn't anything to cover the bus drivers. So we called it an escalating clause. Uh, okay. And yeah, so I got got that passed, and then I worked a lot on. Uh, well, the concept was work for what you get. In other words, welfare. Okay. And uh, to uh, 
I guess for a better word, enforce people uh, to get off their <laughs> fannies and work and to earn earn a living. Right. And uh, but that that got to be a pretty hot issue, really. Uh, I know we went to a, a hearing up in the northern part of the state, and oh my, it was well, actually got a little scary to be honest wow about it. okay how so yeah. well just well the way things are today and people weren't getting fair treatment and yeah didn't think they were <laughs> better not say more okay fair <laughs> enough <laughs> <laughs> but uh i never did get any legislation through uh, uh i had my name on it but uh if i remember correctly they took my name off uh, in the Senate, because somebody over there, the, of course, it would have been through the uh, the leadership, but uh, yeah, they wanted to be to get favored on it. Mm, okay. And I don't honestly remember for sure if if anything actually passed on that or not. I just I just don't recall for sure. All right, that's interesting though. Hmm. Um. But, yeah. Then I was. Uh, on the interim study committees, uh, well, the committees I were on was the uh, Ag Committee and County Government, and then, believe it or not, I was on the Judiciary Committee, which was very interesting. Yeah, I bet. Uh, uh, about uh, uh, courts, courts and criminal codes, I believe the name of it was at that time, and that was a very interesting committee, and I was... Uh, uh, I'll see what was the other name, uh, ranking member, not not vice chairman, but ranking member of the of the uh, courts uh, of the county uh, and uh, county committee uh, for the years that uh, I guess a couple years there, and then I, I had uh, uh, we had study committees also one that I very well remember that. The speaker appointed me to chair a committee on daycare. Hmm, and, uh, that's interesting. Uh, so we worked during the summer, during the interim on that, but I don't recall if anything ever came out of that or not. But we'd had we held held the hearings, and there was quite quite controversial, believe it or not, on. Uh, it just, that is one thing that I did learn that you may go into a committee and think you're fully in favor of it and then you hear the other side yeah you may change your mind yeah no that, that happens yeah yeah yep so uh, uh, but that's another attitude I took to be sure and listen and that's true with life be, be sure and listen to both sides and then make your decision yeah definitely that's important yeah um do you remember what the first bill you sponsored was uh, i honestly can't tell you for sure uh I guess there'd be a record of it, wouldn't there? <laughs> uh, it probably is, yeah. Just curious if there was that, something that about it. Quite a bit of research, yeah. That was memorable. I just don't... Uh, the uh, gas bill was uh, uh, was 
one of the first. It, it may have been my first first year, so I'm just I'm just not sure. sure. I worked a lot on the checkoff program for soybeans. Also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I had my name on several pieces of legislation with other sponsors I co-sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what were the regular interactions like between members of the General Assembly, formal and informal? Uh, okay, now, what really... Uh, you mean between both parties? Uh, it could be both parties or just, you know, between people that are of the same party. Um, you know, just a, what was, like, the general vibe around other members of the General Assembly and, and how they would interact, you know, at... Oh, at, I'd say... Yeah. I'd say overall it was 95%, you know, just just real good. I, mm -hmm. It didn't matter to me, you know, when I was talking with it, if it's Republican or Democrat. Yeah, okay, know. sure. Yeah, and I, I was on uh, some Republican legislation, you know, and yeah. likewise. Yeah. So people got along pretty well then, it sounds like. Right. I had an interesting situation. Uh, I... I would you want what I uh, got funding for in the district? Sure. Uh, I, I, one I'm really proud of was uh, got uh, funding for a new mental retardation center in Lawrence County. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, also got uh, funding for renovation of the Williams Dam at Williams, Indiana, which is in Lawrence County. Interesting. And uh, I carried on with Governor O'Bannon. Uh, he had gotten started for funding for uh, a new National Guard armory here in Washington County. And uh, But interesting situation with the... Uh, uh, mental retardation center. I, uh, I dra had a letter drafted, got it drafted for to send to all the uh, budget committee members, and uh, even my uh, Ralph Anderson, who I defeated, even helped me on it as far as support. Wow! Uh, th through the committee. Yeah. And uh, my, uh, I believe he sat in front of me was chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, and we was able to get about a million dollars uh, for the structure of, of the new mental retardation center there in Lawrence County. Interesting. And that was, that was something that I was very proud of. Yeah, and definitely. Then, of course, we, yeah, we got the others, other also funded, and uh, so cool, okay. there was a real need uh, for all all those uh, uh, things, all three or four of them, yeah. Right. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Um, now, were there any differences between House and Senate members? Uh, differences by, what do you mean? Like, uh, and, and how they acted. Um, you know, some people I've interviewed in the past, you know, said that, you know, sort of the way they behaved might differ, uh, but some people say that it's pretty much the same either way. Did you have any impression of, of a difference between House members and Senate members? I would say uh, uh, 
the six years I served, uh, there was three or four uh, in the Senate that were uh, a little bit hard for them to talk to you. Okay. Interesting. In other words, they they were kind of above us legislators. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've heard it before. That's why, that's why I asked. I was curious if you. Well, now that may yeah. be as much my fault as anybody's. I really didn't. Uh, uh, really didn't uh, approach them and to talk to them because I really didn't have any reason to. Right. But they they would go by and, and uh, like I say, it might. Might have been as much as my fault as theirs, but I didn't. I got the attitude that they were a little bit above us. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But one particular one I'm talking about ended up in jail, too, so. <laughs> oh, okay, wow, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. But we, we also yeah. had, had a member of the House, which was a friend of mine at that time, that ended up, yep, he filled his pockets with a bunch of stuff from Marsh store. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know about uh, uh, him actually serving time or not, but yeah. it's a bad deal. I know it really, really surprised all of us, or most of us. Just didn't think, you know, just yeah. didn't think he was that type of person, but, but I always told a story, I said, well, out of a hundred people as members of the House, how many groups, organizations, or whatever, could you take a hundred people and say they're all perfectly good? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, someone's yeah. bound to do something eventually. Um, no, I made a lot of friends, both both sides of the aisle, both Democrat and Republicans. Yeah, that's great. Now, when you're serving... Do, because I've heard, you know, historically there have been cases um, of people, you know, sort of breaking rules and potentially even getting arrested and stuff who are members uh, of, you know, the General Assembly. Is there any indication at all? Like, were there any people that um, in your time that you just kind of got the impression, like, you know, they, they might be pushing the line a bit or, or you know, uh, perhaps being a little too aggressive about policies in ways that are, you know, possibly unethical or, or was it pretty much kind of all taken by surprise when you guys, you know, heard about cases like that? Really on the majority it was taken by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what, uh, the way I would say that it was mostly by surprise, uh, because word spreads fast. And I believe, uh, we would have heard about it if maybe I was just naive, but, but right. uh, I would say it'd be more on the side of, of just not knowing it was pretty sure. much covered up. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. What did you think of the process of generating a bill? Well, uh, it was interesting. Like I say, the, uh, worked clo closer with the legislative uh, council and, uh, and of course you had a chance to uh, look over it before it actually uh, actually the legislator would introduce it 
Yeah. And I thought it was a pretty neat process. Yeah, okay. So you, I guess you felt that it was uh, uh, yeah, pretty efficient and and, and uh, good for, for the state? Well, I thought, I guess I trusted uh, who who drafted them. I never did draft any myself. I know yeah. my, uh, the attorneys uh, drafted some of their own, but uh, I felt that they were looking at uh, the present statutes that related anything at all to that, and I never recalled that the, any problem on legislation that I uh, uh, introduced that they said, well, no, we'll have to back up now and, and look at this. We we left this out, and it should be in there and all that. So uh, right. I thought it was pretty pretty true, true process. Yep. Sure. Okay. Um, now, how was legislative business conducted outside of formal votes and committee meetings? Well, there was a lot of discussion. Uh, uh, like I say, either uh, for or against, and and maybe even uh, was together maybe an evening to to uh, uh, a function of some type. Some corporation was putting on some legislative function. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of a lot of discussion about the day's operation, what had happened during that day, and. Right. And uh, you could learn probably more that way than than you could actually in a committee meeting. Sure. Okay. You had to be somewhat aggressive. You couldn't just stand back and and uh, stay in the corner. You had to right. get in amongst them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when people were voting on bills. Did you have any sense of how people would vote before they actually voted? Yeah, uh, uh, quite a bit. Okay. Uh, not 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 everybody, but yeah, uh, quite a bit of a sense, yes, of, of whether or not they supported. Uh, a lot of times, just talking to someone. Okay. Even though they didn't come out and say I'm going to or I'm not going to, yeah, why you could get their get their feel. Makes sense. What roles did party leadership play in the and and sort of the drafting of legislation or what bills passed? Did you ever feel like you know they were were sort of using their position of power to help uh, get bills across or or influence your decision on bills or? I, I never did see that there was any uh, influence. Okay. I don't don't recall. Uh, uh, and really, uh, well, for example, the, the Lyme bill that I was telling you about that I lost, but yeah, uh, the party. Uh, uh, I don't recall the speaker. Uh, ever saying to me that no this isn't any good we don't want to have this or because what they way well, i remember if it was something that wasn't very good they wouldn't even sign it to a committee yeah sure yeah makes sense that's what that's what really frustrated because the speaker at that time that i the year i introduced that 
uh, about the Lyme law that that he let it go through first and second reading and get to the House floor. Yeah. And uh, uh, third reading and all, and then for a vote, and he, he didn't let it go. But I, I have a feeling that his mind was changed in a matter of a few minutes. Oh, okay. Interesting. On that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Because I, I did actually see... Uh, this individual that had owned the quarry and go in, go into his office. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Um, what would you say the public does not know about the Indiana General Assembly and how it operates? I think a, a lot of people take the attitude that uh, there's uh, so many people that uh, don't support don't support them. In other words, that they're sent up there and they play and and uh, don't take the attitude. Well, we voted for you and put you up there. Now you support us. And I, I have that feeling that a lot of people take that attitude so yeah. much more now than they used to even. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think that was somewhat, I uh, uh, always got along r real good with my constituency, and uh, uh, but I always had that feeling maybe they thought, and you'd have several people uh, get in touch, and I always tried to uh, respond to everybody, uh, and if I couldn't support what they was wanting, I'd tell them why. Right. And... Uh, uh -huh. Okay. Now, did your legislative service affect your family life at all? Yes, it did, uh, quite a bit, uh, uh, because I stayed all week, uh, being that far away. Yeah. I was about, about 100, 100 to 105, 10 miles away from home, so I just stayed all week. Sure. Uh, and it did. Uh, uh, one year, 77 maybe is when we had the big snow. And uh, uh, it, uh, our electricity was off. And, and uh, uh, But they made it. Of course, the two, two kids were young at that time. And, and uh, they, well, I says they went to bed and... and uh, Covered up to keep warm. Yeah, wow. Because <laughs> we had we had electric electric heat and and electricity being off, we didn't have any heat. Yeah, jeez. Uh, was there ever a time while you were serving where you, where you thought about not not trying to get reelected because of of your family, or was that not an issue? No, it really wasn't. Uh, my mother, the first year I ran for representative, uh, I'll never forget it. She uh, hollered at me from house to barn, and she's, I told her, and, and uh, oh, she says, you'll become a crook. <laughs> and I, I, that's, that's the word she said. And, and uh, maybe she said, well, I hope you don't. But anyway, yeah. I told her, I said, well, it's what, what I make it. Right. And, uh, 
and she ended up supporting me and passing out material for me. Ah, okay, there you go. <laughs> That's interesting. But as far as my wife, she was very supportive. She'd help me campaign, and but it, I knew it was a, a drag on her because being at home and had the beef cattle and they could get out and all this, just obligations here. But uh, she, uh, I'd call home and a little funny story. Sure. I had a, a fold-up disc, and from the back of the house here, you could see that disc where it was folded up. Well, she mistaken the disc for two cows, and I <laughs> would call home and and uh, say, well, are the cows in? Are any cows out or anything? Nope. Said, they're still in. She told me later, said, you know what? Said, that was the cows. <laughs> they never did move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we, luckily, we, but I had uh, uh, neighbors to watch. You know, they knew I was up there. Yeah. I had good neighbors if she had needed assistance. Well, but. To my knowledge, she never did have to have any one-on-one assistance. Yeah, all right. Now, I know we talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, um, thinking about the ERA legislation and you were talking about how it was the most controversial one that you had to deal with, um, for people that probably aren't too familiar with the ERA that might be listening to this at some point, could you describe what made it so controversial, especially to your, to you know, the counties that you represented? Well, uh, if you go uh, back to history, yeah, I think it was just simply that that a lot of people in this area still had the attitude where the woman should be at home with the family, right? And and I think that was one of the biggest factors, uh, and. Uh, uh, well, that's just, to me, uh, that's that's where I'd be coming from as far as sure. uh, didn't think women should work, although my wife worked and my mother was a teacher, as I told you, and, and all, but people just took the attitude that, uh, but I'm, I'm supportive uh, of a woman, and in fact, if a woman's doing the same job now, uh, they should get the same pay. Right. If they're doing, although I don't think a woman should be in the fire department and climbing the ladders and all that, but mm-hmm. that's just my feeling. Right. Okay. Let's see. Now, what was your proudest moment as a legislator? Oh, my proudest. Yeah. Pro- probably. Probably getting the funding for the mental retardation center. Sure, yeah, that's a, that's pretty good. I'd say that probably, probably the proud, other than being elected. Right, of course. On election day, yeah. Now, what would you say was the biggest hurdle you had to overcome during your time in office? Probably the, the distance of driving. Yeah. Uh, like I say, uh, well, it would be like 60 miles from home to the far end of Lawrence County District, up to Olytic and up in there. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was probably 
probably the biggest was just uh, the tussle of the mileage that I had to drive. And, uh, of course, I would be back home late of the night if I attended something in the evening and, and uh, uh, because it was a good hour's drive. I was counting right. at least an hour to, to make the trip one way. And, yeah. Uh, so that would probably be, probably be the biggest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, in your opinion, what is the most important work of the Indiana General Assembly? most important work is to well a lot a lot of it is the distribution of funds right uh, uh, proper distribution of funds to school districts and and there's so much diversity within your counties and your school districts and and uh, uh, that would that would be one real important because so much money goes for to your schools from your state budget, and uh, just simply uh, trying to keep things on a, uh, a level, level keel, not get them uh, too far uh, to the left or right, either way. Right, trying to have a balance. Right, yeah. Now, how would you summarize your time as a state legislator? Well, it, it, uh, uh, my wife, if you ask her that question, she says pretty well full time. Yeah. <laughs> for the, for the simple reason that I was always on call, I right. was willing when people would call, but there was, uh, citizen legislature. We don't, uh, as you know, uh, the days that we spend actually in session yeah. and then of course on, uh, interim study committees. But uh, it's it's just part time, right? Okay. Uh, now, what would you say is your favorite story or anecdote from your time as a legislator? <laughs> favorite story? Well, I guess it would be the one about the our son getting bit by a goat. Yeah. So let, let's get this one on recording here. I know you mentioned it to me earlier, but uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, tell me the story again, and maybe with a little bit more detail to add into the drama of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, I think they called it <clears throat> Ag Day. Okay. And uh, for <clears throat> for uh, young kids to bring their animals to the legislature. Right. And and they were small animals where they could just carry them around or have them in a maybe a. Uh, carrier box for a dog or something like that and sure so uh, my wife happened to be up that day with her son which was probably five three three years old about three years old okay three or four four years old okay four years old she she's sitting here listening so she's she's holding up her fingers yeah okay <laughs> so so they uh this of course session wasn't going along, so uh, the speaker or the the leadership allowed them to bring them right into the assembly, right into the house session. Right. And, or not session, but into the house room. Uh, and uh, so our son, he was he was a fiddling with this little goat <laughs> that that uh, someone had brought in. 
and the goat bit him. Yeah. And, and, just, hang on just a minute. Well, sure. Oh, she says, she says one of her interns had the goat and was kind of squeezing him, so. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, our son uh, got his finger too close to his mouth, I guess, and the goat bit him, and I think it, it drew blood. Yikes, yeah. And one of the doctor legislators seen him, his finger, oh my, he just about went balloony. Yeah. <laughs> and O said, he'll have to be doctored. Said, oh, you've got to get him to the hospital and get him doctored. Yeah. So we ended up going to Raleigh Hospital. They wouldn't take us to the IU Med Center because of his age. Wow. So we ended up going to Raleigh Hospital, and if I remember, an intern was on duty. Yeah. Well, this intern, he carried on about as much as this doctor did, and he started he started uh, doing his work, cleaning it up and all, and bandaged him up, and you would have thought that our son had lost his whole hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the time he got, and of course, if he'd been here at home, we'd put a little alcohol on it. Right. Maybe a Band-Aid and said, that's it. Yeah. But anyway, that that's pretty, pretty well end of the story. Had to do a whole bunch of paperwork on kind of rabies and all this. Yeah. And uh, so that, that's the way it went. So I, I contend that our son, Brock Fisher, was the only kid that, Ever be bit by gold in the Indiana House of Representatives, <laughs> maybe the United States. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's yeah, it's pretty uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I guess they haven't allowed goats since. Perhaps, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that affected. Don't remember if that was my yeah. last year. Just don't remember if there was yeah. ever any in the future or not. Yes. Uh, I don't imagine the word got around too much. Yeah. I know that doctor, he was, I uh, don't even remember his name, but I remember he was a doctor, and he said, oh, he needs to be taken care of. So, yeah. <laughs> of course, he was using precaution, I'm sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I guess you didn't decide to draft any bills or something to, you know, prevent goats <laughs> no, from coming in. No. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't have, no, I wouldn't have wanted that, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see uh so another question about sort of your overarching time in the general assembly what lessons if any did you learn probably the biggest lesson as i mentioned was that you may be in total support of, of legislation but until you hear the full scope, both both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Why uh, you may change your mind, but sure. to listen, right? Do a lot of listening. Yeah. Okay. And do you have any regrets about your time in the general assembly? No, no, not really. Okay. Uh, other than I, I, back again to the Lyme law, I do wish I could have got that passed. Sure. But, uh, of course. Uh, but no, it, it was a, 
Uh, well, I've heard it said that uh, if you're not an attorney, you'd be an attorney by the time you come out, but uh, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, you do learn a lot, and uh, yeah. uh, as a citizen legislator, you, you can see the difference between that and the Senate uh, being four years. Right. Uh, we're called, we're supposed to be the closest to the people. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what about... Uh what advice would you give to future legislators or even current legislators? Well, campaign hard and, and uh, first, honesty. Be honest. And if you can't tell somebody uh, that you will support, why well, tell them why and, and uh, keeping it honest and, and uh uh, staying close to the people and answering people when they get in touch with you and just more one-on-one. Sure. Uh, how do you think the state of Indiana has changed over the course of your lifetime? Well, uh, that's a good question. And it's changed over. Uh, of course, uh, uh, ERA did pass, right. and uh, uh, and some legislation that's introduced uh, fails. In fact, uh, a lot of legislation fails, but maybe uh, it comes back then another year and it'll pass because of uh, different thinking to the people. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, if I could really pinpoint uh, the operation as far as I know is, is about the same as far as uh, uh, committee meetings and uh, the uh, assigned to committees and the process. Uh, so I think it's a pretty good overall because it gives time for people to be heard right. uh, in the committees. Yeah, okay. And uh, I don't I wouldn't have a, a idea of a better process, really. Yeah, okay, sure. That's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see, last few questions here. Uh, how would you say politics has changed in Indiana? Well, as far as politics, I think uh, the Republican Party has uh, pretty well taken over. Yeah. I know in our county, in our county, why it's... Uh, well, in fact, we had a lot of, here in the primary, we had a lot of officers that even didn't have a de Democrat file for it. Mm -hmm. Of course, they can, uh, this, uh, you know, during this interim, between now and fall, but uh, uh, during, when, uh, in 16 election, Indiana really went strong uh, and pretty well shut the Democrats out, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. And why do you... Now, well, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, why do you think uh, there's been such a shift uh, towards Republicans? Well, it seems like here in the county, there's... Uh, I'll pick up the paper and see that the Republicans is having a meeting, and next time I get a paper, they're having another meeting, and 
leadership, I feel maybe some of it. Okay. Although they're friends of mine, but but uh, it just seems like we're getting outdone. Yeah. Interesting. Now, do you think that politics in the state has become uh, perhaps more aggressive than it was in your time in, in terms of you know how people are interacting and how uh, how uh, you know perhaps the way they talk to each other about different political differences or now, I believe it has changed in that respect quite a bit it's it is as, as much of a uh, calmness it's more uh, radical attitude yeah and in a lot of cases why do you think that is I'm, well uh, <laughs> you want my honest opinion <laughs> well I mean up to you if you want to give it sure <laughs> well I think I think it's a cause of Trump okay yeah I think it's attitude uh, with uh, all these rights and and in 16, when he was campaigning, you know, put yeah. him out, put him out. Right. I really do. I, I have a cousin that's a strong Republican, but he told me, he says, he scares me. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I just, uh, I just think he, uh, but I was surprised to see him win. Yeah. Because he, he was a newcomer. Yeah. He didn't have any baggage as far that I know of as far as political. Right. And I think now whether he'll win this time, I don't know. But I did think, in fact, last time I seen my cousin, or last fall when I seen my cousin, I said he'll win again. But I don't know now. Yeah. Since all this, he, if he keep his mouth shut, he's, he's his own worst enemy. Right, right with all his tweeting and, and all that. And uh, uh, he just, uh, he isn't a leader. He's supposedly a, a manager, but he isn't a leader in my opinion. Sure, okay. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> so you ask me now, I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to hear because I think one, you know, one thing when, when, whether it's researchers or just general public, you know, go through and listen to these interviews is that they're going to be curious to see how things changed and, and, you know, why are things so different perhaps today in this era than they were before? And I think, you know, uh, people like you definitely shed a lot of light on sort of this, this, this change. And, and just, I think a lot of people will probably find it surprising to hear about there was once a day when, you know, Democrats and Republicans were getting along very well, and and perhaps their political differences were were not so large compared to today. So, right, um, yeah, it's uh-huh. it's pretty fascinating to to see just you know how much things can change and and uh, how divided people have become. It seems so. It seems like, uh, and I know he's president of the United States, but right, and he was. Uh, he didn't get the most votes, but he got the pop, uh, got the, uh, the, uh, oh, you know what I mean, the, uh, electoral vote. Right, right. But, but, uh, he's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm just not used to that. 
Yeah, he he's uh, definitely uh, can he definitely upsets a lot of people it seems. So <laughs> um, now I can see I can see where I told my wife when when uh, he was campaigning. Yeah. I said I said he he is going to turn all the papers against him. Yeah. And I I think that's one of the things that's that's really hurt him. Sure. Because they're out to get him. Right. And I'm not saying they get everything right. I'm sure I'm sure they don't. Definitely don't cuz mm-hmm. back to the legislature we could have a session uh, one day a session and that yeah. evening see the Indianapolis paper come out and might be might be some difference there. Right, but, right. But but still he uh so rude when he has these interviews and and uh I I would like to uh, have our governor, uh, former governor Mike Pence, aside sometime, and hear his own opinion, and yeah. just see what he'd say about him. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I think uh, Mike Pence is a totally different person than what than what Trump is. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, it'll be it. Yeah, I guess we'll see if uh, Mike Pence writes a, a memoir at some point about his experiences. Uh, that would be unique, I'm sure. Uh-huh, right. But, uh, yeah, definitely definitely interesting times, and uh, I guess a lot will change, a lot could change pretty fast here, depending on how things go, so we'll see right. what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I understand the Republican convention's going, still going to be held in North Carolina, and but Trump's not going to give his speech. Uh, yeah. Oh, or is it someplace else? I guess it's been they... like kind of split up from what I've heard. Like parts, right? Um, yeah. Parts could be in Florida, and and something might still go on in North Carolina. But I guess I think Trump himself is supposed to be going to Florida. So yeah, yeah, because Florida, I know they said they'd take the whole thing, the convention, yeah. and everything. So. Sure. Uh, and then, of course, one thing that worries me now that that isn't the president's fault, but. If it's maybe going to be a second round of this this virus, it's uh, yeah yeah that's that's definitely uh, uh, a possibility. And it seems like a lot of people are a lot of uh, people in the health community are, are definitely kind of predicting that. So right yeah. So anyway, that's kind of getting away from what we're supposed to be talking about, I yeah. guess. But but yes. Uh, Still relevant, yeah, relevant for the time. I mean, these are interviews and kind of historical moments at the same time. So, uh, I just, I just hope, and I haven't, I haven't seen it because I'm not close to it, that close to it anymore right. in Indianapolis. But I just hope that our citizen legislature and the Senate don't get in that that kind of predicament the way the way we are now in the federal government. I yeah, hope hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, that that would yeah that could make things a lot more complicated. Um, yeah, it's I mean usually it seems that you know most people feel federal government is is much more controversial than state government. But yeah, if states oh, yeah. if states uh-huh. got as desi- as divided as uh, yeah the federal government, that would be really really crazy. So oh, it, it would be, and I I don't know if uh, even with the state if. Uh, if if we should not have a term limit, mm-hmm. uh, for example, and I don't have anything 
I've never met the man, but Senator McConnell, who is uh, uh, in the Senate. See, he's from Kentucky, and uh, down here in southern Indiana, that's where we get the news, is from Kentucky, mostly. Yeah. And, and uh, boy, they're after him, but uh, he, he is a powerful person. Sure. And he, But he's been there 30-some years, and I don't know if that's a long time, but I guess that's the reason he's been there. A lot of people, had, just like Pat Bauer, evidently, yeah. his constituency thinks he's doing the job. So yeah, uh, that that's the other side of the coin. So right. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before I get into the last couple of questions, you did mention a little bit earlier that about uh, Pence at all. Do you know Pence personally at all, or just from things no, you've heard? I don't, uh, I don't really know him personally. I've been uh, shook hands with him and okay. uh, told him to appreciate if he'd support certain things. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yep, I'm with you or something to that right. effect. And, and he was on a farm tour uh, a year or two ago, well, longer than that, four or five years ago, uh, out here on the other side of the county, and I went. And they had him up in a combine and shelling corn. And <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, in terms of just talking about Hoosers as a people, uh, what, if any, enduring qualities do Hoosers still have or hold dear? Uh, well, I, I hope that they'll continue to uh, have respect and honesty and truthfulness, and and uh, I'm afraid maybe we uh, a tendency to kind of get away from some of that and not always tell the truth and those kind of things. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just been so much of that, it gets kind of drilled into you. Sure. I think a person has to watch her. Uh, I know when I was, I've never been one to use big words, and I know I served in the National Guard eight years, and I'd have to watch awful close. We'd go to field training, and I'd have to watch her. I might pick up on some of those big words. Yeah. And uh, and so I hope that we continue to to be uh, uh, God-fearing people, I guess I'd say. Right. Okay. Sure. Um, see, last question. What do you want Hoosers to know about their role in relation to the function of the General Assembly? Well, I wish more people would... Uh, take an interest and really get more involved in, in calling up their legislators and, and uh, uh, expressing their feelings and, and uh, definitely not thinking that we're up there to just play, mm -hmm. that it's something important. Yeah. And like I mentioned, the, the, uh, the school funding and the school distribution and also funding for roads and, right. and uh is, a, is another real big one the distribution of the gas tax and all that so I, I just hope that that they'll uh, uh, can kind of at least carry on like they were when I was there if they haven't because yeah. I think uh, uh, well it's just better better way of life by far sure <laughs> and you know as a former legislator do you think that can you think of any ways that you know people can get more interested? Like, is there a way to get people 
uh, to be, you know, to pay attention to more of politics in the state or? Well, for example, one of the things I can think of locally is our third house sessions uh, get more people interested in that. Yeah. Now, it's always attended pretty, pretty uh, good with the teachers. Right. And the reason being is the legislation that's introduced each year uh, for or against the teachers, they'll be there for both reasons. Sure. To either support something or not support it. And I think uh, your local involvement with your county party, and uh, of course you don't have to be involved with your local county. You can pick up people, pick up the telephone or yeah. any more with, with electronics, yeah. technology, well, it's just awful easy to be involved. Yeah. And I'd like to see more people... Uh, more people be involved in it. Sure. Yeah. A lot more ways, I guess, you can take advantage of the technology now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it's nothing for me to, like I say, we're involved in Farm Bureau. We're both on the county board, but we can, I can sit here in my living room and, and have a conference call with uh, the president of, of Indiana Farm Bureau, Randy Crone. Yeah. And maybe. The other day when I tuned in, there was like a hundred people listening. Yeah, interesting. And then they'll, uh, you know, call in different people from organizations and opinions, and and uh, so it's it's really close to the people if if a person wants to make it that way. But then there's a lot of people that absolutely don't want to be involved at all. Yeah. Just a certain certain group of people don't want to have anything to do with it. But if something happens and they speak the loudest, yeah, 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 interesting. Well, um, that's about all the questions I have for you. Are there any things that I didn't cover that you want to mention, or? Well, uh, are you interested in anything in the future since I got out of legislature? Yeah. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not really interested in that, are you? No, no. I, I, I'd be curious to know to see, yeah, what you've been up well, to. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, after I got out of legislature, I ran for a county council and I served on that twenty-eight years. Oh, okay, sure. And uh, I was president for several years. I don't remember just how many. Uh, yeah. But uh, then I was on a uh, our local water board for twelve years and president several years on that and and uh then i uh mowed interstate highways for uh seven seven years oh okay and, uh, wow so that pretty well that pretty well took me to retirement <laughs> yeah sounds like you kept yourself busy after you left the legislator been been pretty busy yeah, yeah. <laughs> been pretty busy that's and, cool but i i enjoy people uh we uh like I say, involved in church, and we haven't been to our church service since uh, in January, I guess it was, and yeah. we're about to climb the walls. We're supposed to start Sunday. Yeah, okay. regular service, and so, uh, well, it's been interesting. And uh, Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. This was really interesting and helpful, so, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. It'll probably be somewhat different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Good to talk. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good talking with you, too. All right. Take care. Thank you. Yep, same here. Bye-bye.